My name is Bonnie Landry. I'd like to welcome you to my podcast with my co-hosts, Elizabeth and Christina, where we explore the questions about homeschooling and family life and how we can make joy normal. Good evening, ladies. Welcome back. So yesterday I chatted, I chatted about um, sort of simplicity and order and why that matters so much in, uh, in our life. And so what I'd like to share with you today is how uh, I learned to live a more simple life and how laundry was really the, um, <laughs> the impetus for uh, how that all happened. So interestingly, whenever we, we made our, had our laundry conversion years and years ago, whenever I happen to in passing, uh, you know, if I'm speaking at a conference, if I mention laundry, it's always the thing that people shoot up their hand about and say, tell us more about laundry. <laughs> Cause I think it's, it's really such a burden for, for so many of us. So, uh, I'll just tell you our story, what we did about laundry and, uh, and what it looks like now and how I, how I, gain from that, how I grew from that. So first of all, I think I was destined to give talks about laundry because my last name is Landry. As my sister-in-law pointed out yesterday that, uh, you know, I should have married a laundry. Well, I did in French, it's laundry. So um, <laughs> there we go. That's why I'm talking about laundry. I think laundry is really important to the smooth operations of family life. Simply being able to find your clothes or having your kids find their clothes can really make or break your morning. As most of you will know, uh, when you go to go out the door and your kids are um, crying because their socks don't match and you have no idea where any other socks are and you're trying to get to your music lessons, the ensuing meltdown happens, right? So, uh, so something as simple as being able to find your clothes and having a place where the clothes are uh, can really make or break your day, right? Get it off to a good start or a really bad start. And so what I found was that the uh, organization of the order of laundry really affected my environment and it affected my mood and it affected my confidence and my productivity. I share the story a lot because of what, how much I learned through, through sort of laundry. So I would like to tell you how that unfolded. <laughs> so basically, like some of you, laundry was ruining my life. I, I just didn't know how to cope with the uh, onslaught. And as we had more children, um, of course, it became, you know, tantamount to, to, uh, hysteria. So, um, so I started really looking at laundry and really thinking about laundry and, and, trying to discern why it was so hard. Why was it so hard to keep up with laundry? Why it was so hard to make it all work? I started looking at other areas of, of our family life and why they worked more smoothly than laundry did. You know, why could I keep up on the dishes, but I couldn't keep up on laundry? Um, in a way, you know, meals and providing meals is more time consuming, more demanding than laundry. And yet we, we keep up with it. So, I started just watching how we maneuver in the kitchen and how things, how things play out. And the biggest thing that I noticed was that everything we use to make meals happen is all stored and cleaned and housed in the same place, right? All the cooking utensils, all the eating, uh, implements, um, are all housed in the same place. And so, there was very little traveling around the house with the things that we eat. Even the place we eat is placed close to the place we clean and the place we cook. You know, it would be inefficient to say, have your dining room table in your basement and be carting your dishes up and down the stairs. You can imagine how that would just sort of affect the proceedings of eating, right? It would change everything. So I thought, okay, 
you know, what's the comparison here? So, so one of the biggest differences that I think between the kitchen and the laundry and how things work is we, first of all, carry laundry all over the house. And so that in and of itself makes it more complicated to get it put away, to get it into the dirty laundry place that it's going to, supposed to be in. Uh, so we sort of, we sort of complicate it more than, uh, more than necessary, maybe. Also, what I noticed was the storage of kitchen things is finite. Pots, pans, cooking utensils, plates, cups, bowls. You have, you can only fit so many of those things into a cupboard, right? So you, you have a practical amount of plates. Maybe you have eight plates or maybe you have 12 plates. Maybe you have five pots, but you don't have 30 pots. Laundry, on the other hand, has a very infinite quality to it. Laundry can be stored um, on the floor, it can be stored in the bottom of your closet, you can put 10 different things on a hanger, you can stuff it into corners, put it over chairs, put it on the floor. It's, it's really kind of an infinite storage problem. And so there's one little sort of clue to where we're going with this is that uh, simply we have more laundry than is practical to have in most cases. I estimate that if in the average home, when you consider all the corners and all the chairs and all the bottoms of the closets and all the ends of your beds and all the places you can hang your your infinite clothing, we, you could probably house like one million pieces of laundry. Okay, that's <laughs> I think that's a reality if you counted every every sock and every tea towel. And so, in I had this idea that, first of all, that we could centralize laundry, right? If we washed and put away and processed and stored all of our laundry in the same place, wouldn't that cut down on a lot of the workload? I thought, okay, well, I'm gonna just broach this idea with my husband and see what he thinks. And, you know, Albert's pretty, he's pretty game to uh, <laughs> proceed with all my kooky ideas. And so he said, so I said, okay, this is what I'm thinking. We take a bedroom, we convert it into a laundry room, we store everything in there, we fold everything in there, we have our washer dryer, a place to store off-season clothes, all that stuff in one room. Albert said, okay, I'll do that for you. So that's really what we did. So we, we converted a bedroom, put the washer, dryer, change table, diaper pail, uh, laundry sink. Um, there was a big closet for off-season clothes. We put two long tables down the middle where all the clothes coming out of the dryer would get laid before they got folded. Um, we had baskets underneath the tables uh, for one for hoodies, one for pajamas, one for clothes that were waiting to be passed on to the next kid, uh, outgrown by one and waiting to, to be passed on to another. Um, we had cupboards, we installed cupboards for everybody so that everybody had one shelf um, in the cupboard. We had a place to hang things, you know, dresses and whatnot, place to store shoes. So it was, it was truly a thing of beauty, okay? And then um, what happened was after we converted this amazing uh, laundry room slash bedroom, we, we brought all the clothes and all the laundry from all over the house in it. Okay. And what I will tell you is this, you, you really know, first of all, it was embarrassing and it was terrifying. And you really know that you have a first world problem on your hands when you put all the laundry that you own in one room. We were literally, you know, knee deep, hip deep in, in laundry. And so I started calculating sort of how much of different things we had. So at the time I had three daughters and I had a baby son. And our, so our daughters were from about size three to about size 10. And I had 98 
dresses for those three girls. I thought, okay, something is really, really wrong here. So we're doing something completely wrong here. So, but I was not going to admit failure. Okay, this, this centralized laundry idea had to work and there had to be a way of dealing with this. So in my mind, it was, okay, we've just got too much stuff. We've got too many clothes. So this was really the first inkling of, of cutting back kind of minimalism in my life. But I thought, okay, when we go on a holiday, we take, you know, maybe half a dozen shirts and three pairs of pants and a couple of dresses, you know, for each kid. We really scale down and, and we have enough, you know, there's always enough. So I brought this new idea up to Albert and said, okay, listen, do you think we could, we could minimize what we own? Okay, just minimize the amount of clothes. And Albert said, well, no, because it won't work. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I thought if we minimize the clothes, it's going to just cause it be, it'll be less work, right? And it will be less, you know, embarrassing because look at all the clothes we own. But you know, when they're stuffed into corners and closets, you don't notice them in the same way. So Albert said, you know what? We wear the same amount of clothes every day. I just don't see how that's going to solve the problem. And I said, all right, we won't get rid of anything. We'll decide on a number of clothes that we think is appropriate. And then we'll put everything else away. We'll just pack it up in garbage bags, put it in the garage and see what this works like. But we, we won't get rid of stuff. That's exactly what we did. So the kids had about three pairs of pants, you know, maybe five or six shirts. Albert insisted on seven socks and seven underwear per person. <laughs> so you could go a week without uh, without doing laundry if you had to. You know, eliminated the amount of shoes we had, eliminated uh, a lot of stuff, um, including for ourselves. The upshot of it all was that living like that meant that I was always caught up in laundry. So now I had order out of all the clutter of laundry, I had order because we just had what we needed, not all the excess. And we were then able to develop a routine. You can't make a routine out of clutter. It's not possible. Okay. But you can have a really good routine when you don't have all the clutter. Okay. So getting rid of stuff was the, was the best thing we ever did. Okay. And this is what it looked like then was that, um, every kid had a shelf. They had a little basket for their shirts, a little basket for their pants. We had um, a place to hang up winter coats and the girls' dresses. We had the baskets underneath that would be for their pajamas. We had a basket of girls' socks, girls' underwear, boys' socks, boys' underwear as the kids got older. Um, when I started all this, I just had one baby boy. And I did one load of laundry every day, and we were always caught up on the laundry. It was unbelievable. So this was really this unbelievable um, experience that I was going through about how eliminating the amount of stuff that you own can completely change your life. Okay. So what would happen, how it worked in our family was that I had a, um, a basket of four dirty laundry near their bedrooms. I had another basket in, uh, in our upstairs so that it was convenient to put dirty clothes where they belong either in the morning or the evening before the kids would gather their clothes from the centralized laundry place. They would take them to their room, get changed in their room or in the bathroom that was nearby the laundry room. And everyone just got used to that. And that's how we operated for a long time. We 
sort of operate like that now, but I only have two kids living at home now. So, uh, but we still regularly minimize our clothes. Every, about every six months, I've done this for, you know, over 20 years now, but every six months we go through everything we have and eliminate anything that people aren't wearing or don't fit them anymore um, or they're not prepared to pass on to someone else. Um, it's just gone. I will say that the teenagers had a desire to have more clothes than than my pretty strict limits I had, um, which we allowed them. We didn't want this to become a, an area of argument. So what we did with the teenagers was you know, if their clothes got beyond the level that I felt was appropriate, then they could either store some of them in their room or they could put some away and bring them out seasonally or they could, um, you know, uh, do their own laundry and, you know, have a, a an appropriate time that, you know, that they could do that. But in general, people were really good about just sticking to the size frame. I said, you know, basically, if your cupboard gets too full, you're going to have to get rid of some things. And they were they were good about it because they all, I think, recognized that there was just this huge advantage in this. So through going through this process, what I discovered was not just, you know, having the centralized laundry, but lots of different um, sort of advantages was, first of all, it was a really efficient use of space. So even though we lost a bedroom, the kids didn't have closets or dressers or cupboards in their bedrooms so their bedrooms could be used for a place to study there could be used for a place to play they could have big lego setups in their bedroom and it wasn't this giant mess we were dealing with all the time their rooms had more room to play in them um and and clothes was just never really part of it even really keeping their rooms tidy wasn't a huge uh a huge deal because they didn't have anything except what they wanted in their room well, lots of areas became tidier there also wasn't the the run of clothing all through the house all the time you know the clothes that need to be folded the clothes that are going to be folded i would wash in the morning fold in the afternoon uh there wouldn't be this trail of laundry through the house that i was sort of constantly <laughs> trying to keep track of so so this is kind of how that affected me in terms of um, the idea of how simplifying something can help the whole rest of your life. First of all, when we simplify one area of our life, it's a guarantee that that's going, there's going to be a ripple effect and you're going to desire to simplify other areas of your life. How that affected me was the laundry room became one of my favorite rooms to be in. I'd walk in there and it was always tidy. It was always orderly. Um, there was always a minimum of work to do. One load in the morning, fold it in the afternoon and put away. It was really beautiful and I realized that in in uh, order has a beauty all of its own. Not in flexible order. We have to be flexible in family life or or you know, rigidity is, is going to work against us. But to have this beautiful um, order, everything has its place. Everything is goes where it's supposed to go because you're not overloaded with too many of anything. So you can you can actually live with a routine that's functional and flexible. The other thing I realized is that if this laundry room with all this order is so beautiful, I would really like to have more of that order in other areas of my life. So I, I started to look where else I could bring that kind of order in by minimizing what I owned, whether that was your, your basement or your, um, 
junk drawer or whatever whatever area you felt was was overwhelming you or weighing on you uh that I could then address that and think okay I did this now I know how to do this and now I know how to make it work I can first of all assess the situation then I can declutter what I don't need and then I can develop a routine with whatever's left and that became my go-to for every area of my life that I uh I wanted to bring the beauty of order into. The other thing that I realized about simplifying that one area of my life was that I was capable of doing it, right? That I didn't have to be overwhelmed by uh, my circumstances, that I had, a, you know, a bunch of little kids, that I had um, all these responsibilities, that I was exhausted all the time, that I could just do this one area and and that would be improvement in my life. And then when that area is mastered, I can move on to some other area and I can master that. And eventually, you know, over some number of months or years, you can master your whole environment in terms of bringing the beauty of order to your environment. So I'm capable of change and I'm capable of doing this. And so that built a lot of confidence for me. So this was the movement that I experienced just by doing, uh, getting my laundry under control was that I had a desire to make that happen in the other areas of my life. There's a really a great, uh, many of you have already heard me talk about this, but there's a really great program for doing this called Project 333. Now the intent of that is just for you and your own personal wardrobe. But she, if you can just do your own wardrobe, that desire for the the beauty of order will spill over into other areas of your life as well. And so um, I think that we can, you know, be be really excited about that and, and see some little tiny change you make in your life and the effect that it has. So the gal who runs, pod, if you Google Project 333, the idea is you have 33 items for three months. You don't get rid of stuff, you just put it away and you see what it's like to live with 33 items for three months. See how freeing that is just to to minimize like that and how much you actually have and the first time i did it i ended up oftentimes only really only wearing about half of the things uh, of the items that i initially put away uh, that i initially kept out in my closet so when we're led to beauty and simplicity what happens is we those things represent goodness okay and really that's that's what we're striving for is is goodness and simplicity and order and finding the beauty in it leads us toward goodness, right? Leads us toward what really what God intended us to have, um, truth and beauty and goodness. And it's hard to imagine that laundry could lead you to truth. But if it leads you to an appreciation of order, an appreciation of beauty, and a desire to make that happen in your home, it can only lead you to truth. Our external environments affect our internal disposition. There's just absolutely no, no doubt about that. You know, that experience that you, you have with your children even, where you say, okay, this room is getting out of control. We're going to, you know, completely do an overhaul on your room. And you put all the books where they belong, and you put all the toys where they belong, and you tidy up under the bed, and, you know, you make the room look beautiful. You take a day and you make the room look beautiful. The upshot of it all is that the kids just want to play in their room right? They appreciate it so much. And they're so content with the peace of order that that's just where they want to play. Yeah. And of course, eventually they're going to mess it all up again, but they just appreciate it so much that that's where they want to be. And that's really what we should be working towards for our own homes, 
you know, if our homes are orderly and beautiful and, and a place of rest and peace, we're going to love to be there. And even a little order, even a little bit at a time, uh, order is, is, uh, going to lead you to truth and beauty. I'm going to kind of wrap that up there. God bless you.